you can't drink like me, you can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh my goodness. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the hole in none fantasy golf podcast with me words and my neighbor dje mr dodie fayade on tonight's podcast we got more full house news on the casting couch bitchy boy of the week preview the american express featured groups shit picks and a very very brief rundown of the sony open hi johnny hello words <laughs> Awfully cheery today, huh, Bob? Yeah, Bob. I was excited Fantasy Golf was back for about three fucking days. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, words. I didn't talk to you, like, basically at all this week. I didn't ask you how you were, by the way. <laughs> didn't, I didn't talk to you until, like, a, an hour or two ago, words. By design. <laughs> and what was that? Why would that be? <laughs> I fucking did it! <laughs> That's why. How about that? Hit the nail on the fucking head, baby. Oh, it is officially... 200 people against your ass now. Yeah. I joined this league for one reason, making money, but now I got another reason, kicking your ass. Well, it's funny because, you know, the text started flowing in. The, the tournament didn't even wrap up until late, you know. It, it was like, it was 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I feel like, and I was drunk as hell. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I was jokingly drinking most of the evening. I went to... Uh, what do you mean jokingly drinking? Okay. I didn't start drinking as early as you would have thought. Like, I was joking whenever I was like, I'm drunk as hell uh, at, like, 11.45 that morning because I didn't actually start. I went to the garage at, like, 2.30 for a late lunch, had a few beers, came home chilled, and that's when go golf didn't even start, you know. Luckily, I got ESPN+, Plus, so I've been able to watch some of that shit now that the PGA Tour Live switched over. But I, after I had about six beers at the garage, that's when I was like, okay, settle in. And, you know, I honestly thought it was going to be Russell Henley walking to, walking to an easy victory. Turns out Hideki won, but it's a good thing I had them both, right? <sighs> yeah, that's we'll, why I we'll stopped watching is because you did have them both. We'll, yeah, we will we'll get, get back, more into to, we'll it get back to it, like I said, very briefly. Yes, but uh, I can't tell you for how good it feels to get a W this the first week of the season. So. I'll bet. Okay. Um, <laughs> by the way, we get paid skins for that, right? We get paid skins for that, right? Yeah. Where's my goddamn money? That's me. <laughs> Those skins come from me, so I'll do that right fucking now. Yeah. Where's my goddamn money? All right, here it comes. Are yeah. you ready? And that's the one thing I was most worried about, Words, is like, how are you going to track down some of these people's Venmos that we don't know? Good thing we... I'm sure they'll track me down. <laughs> I hope. Hold on. I need to make sure my phone is on. Uh, the sound is turned on so we can hear this. Uh, but I got I got to say this is just a coronation of a long time coming. By the way, uh, it, it's just pretty much. <laughs> C. Rob was like, I think that people are going to think it's rigged and be like, Yeah, you know, Je's in cahoots with the PGA Tour now. Yep. But I will say one of the best picking weeks of my life, and we'll de dive way deeper into this. So I appreciate it, words and yes, <sighs> that's it, baby. That's it. Thank you. Uh, it was a fun tournament. Oh, that was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And we got to talk about it again when we run it down. We will talk about it again. All right, well, God. let's cozy up on the casting couch and start with some good news. Jody Sweeten, the middle sister on Full House we all grew up wanting to French, she got engaged to her boyfriend this week. It, it, it's so funny how these these just fall into our lap. We were just talking about her last week. Yeah, we were. And how, how bad I wanted to get with her when she was in that meth phase. And how her first boy, this is her fifth engagement, <laughs> which is fine. And uh, but her first boyfriend slash husband, he did get her hooked on meth. Let's pull up a picture of this guy. See what his teeth look like. See if she's in trouble. The most recent one, right? Yeah. Ah, looks a lot older. <laughs> he looks a lot older than her. Good. Um, let's see. What is this guy's name? I don't even. 
It's like mezcal, which is a it's a red that's a red flag. You know, it's surprising. She she's I know that she's been married now. She's only been married four times because of the five engagements. Right, one yeah, of them, she knew one of them was <laughs> not going to work. He must have been real methy. Uh, yeah, she's she's forty five, I think. Yeah, this guy looks like kind of trouble. He looks like he could have a back tattoo or something. Yeah, his name is Mezcal Wesolewski. Lower back tat. So he is a combination of a tequila and potentially Polish? Jewish with that name. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I love you, Mezcal, for always. You are my person, she wrote. I cannot wait to see what see the life that lies ahead ahead for us. Well, hopefully don't get hooked on meth again, Jody. But if you do, holla, because <laughs> that was sexy. I just need some, you know, like, I w- it would be nice if Uncle Jesse would, like, put a stamp of approval on Mezcal. Like, yeah, this is a good dude, you know. I've done some coke with him. <laughs> I'd like to see, I'd like to see Uncle Jesse Walker down the aisle with the stamp of approval. Like, you know, now that, now that Danny Tanner can't, you know, RIP Bob. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, he looks like a creep, and we need we need the satisfaction of either Dave Coulier or John Stamos approving this. Yes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> How does it always turn back into Full House? Which, I love the comment. We got a comment from our, our girl Cheating about need more Full House content. That's why we're leading off with it, baby. And and what's so funny, words, literally, you know, jokingly to you just a second ago, I said, let's see what's, if uh, TMZ's dropped anything lately. The first thing I see... Full House creator Jeff Franklin selling Beverly Hills Mansion for $85 million. How about that? That's the leadoff story right now. Wow. <laughs> it also happens to be the same place that the Manson family murders took place. Really? <laughs> yes. Yikes. They scraped that house and built a fucking $85 million house there. So uh, Full House is just invading this show and the news, which is great. Yeah. More Full House, the better. But moving on. What's next? What is next? Want to get in some trans news? <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. We're obviously words. big trans fans on the show. Obvi. Obvi. Kate Jenner, love you. We support the LGBTQ community, that's for sure. I think we've touched on this story of the trans swimmer, Leah Thomas. Uh, she swims for Penn. I don't know if we actually did or if we just talked did about we just it. Should talked we talk about, about yeah. that? <laughs> Well, she competed for three years as a male before transitioning to female, and NCA rules allow trans athletes to do this um, if they undergo testosterone suppression for like a year or so. Um, so she's done this, and she's competing, and surprise, she is curb stomping all those poor girls out there. So let me ask you this. Did she originally swim for Penn as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, on the male team. <laughs> Just change locker rooms, I guess, huh? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Change sex, change locker room. Um, so she's obviously on track for a national championship in multiple events, and she's looking at busting up some NCAA records set by, like, our girls Katie Ledecky. Oh, really? Amer- USA legend. But what really, like, made me want to speak out of this is some of her teammates spoke to reporters anonymously and say that she's been comparing herself to Jackie Robinson, the Jackie Robinson of trans athletes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Go, let's pump the brakes on this one later. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Robinson in the time of racism and what flies today and what the, what flies today versus what flew back then, she should be a fucking ashamed of herself that she compared herself to Jackie Robinson. Yeah, I did seven book reports on Jackie Robinson, I think, throughout my lifetime. <laughs> Pretty much the same one every time, but still, I knew the guy. He had to put up a lot more bullshit than you, Leah. It's like, uh, words, this... Book report is written like a fucking second grader. You're in seventh grade. Yeah. yeah. Sue me. You, Teach better. Teach better. You have like the cutout cardboard of your face and Jackie Robinson's like head and body. And it's like, this doesn't work, words. What? I did that with Blake Griffin in college. God, these poor fucking girls, though. I mean, the self-importance that some people put on themselves is just ridiculous, though. I mean, it's not like this bitch has done anything important like produce a golf podcast. <laughs> exactly. Hey, well, and you got to give it to her. I, I don't know, you know, there's obviously maybe, I don't know what makes someone go through a transition. I assume because they felt that way since they were young or since they were born, whatever it might be. But I've thought about doing the same fucking thing when it comes to golf. Like, I still don't think I could even sniff anything remotely. I'd just be able to hit it farther than most of those girls if I were to become a woman. Yeah, but that's the funny thing is like women golfers are are better than men. They just don't have... The bone density, like this Leah obviously still held on to. I know that she's under testosterone suppressant, but she still looks like she could kick the shit out of anyone on that team. 
dude, if if you gave Nelly Corda the strength of her, and this isn't guy versus girl, but if you gave Nelly Corda like her brother's physique and build, she could easily compete on the PGA Tour and win on the PGA Tour. Yes. I'm kind of ready for now a girl to have a sex change to a male and, and go out and dominate the PGA Tour. Maybe that's what it's going to come to. What if I had a sex change and then changed back? Is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. So I don't know if you remember this, but there was a guy that it was on uh, HBO Sports. It was a doctor. His name was Dr. Robert Lancaster. And I think we might have brought this up on the show several years ago. But he became uh, – he had a sex change in like 2010 – and became Bobby Lancaster with an I. With an I? Yes. That's hot. And, and I think he, he went to like LPGAQ school a few years later and didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> Women golfers are better. Supple hands and wrists. Well, it's like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what kind of doctor this was, but he was like a an MD. He was a practicing physician and literally just kind of gave that up to have a sex change and go try to make it on the LPGA tour. And he didn't. And I don't know where old Bobby is later right now, but I, I kind of wish I would have done some research on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you've toyed around with the idea of it before, but you're kind of not at a point right now. I think with having a daughter where you're going to do that, but maybe if you would have gotten last place in the Sony instead of first that you were like, well, maybe this could be me. No, it's like new golf genius and prodigy J E. At it again. Who's going to listen to his picks this week? <laughs> yeah. Ja- Jasmine English. <laughs> there you go. That's not my name. That's J-E. Oh, yeah. Remember, no one knows who we are. Totally. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to the bitchy boy of the week. Grayson Murray. Unknown golfer. He took to Twitter this week. It all started Chantel McCabe from the Golf Channel said, you know, tweeted out that she could never get tired of watching Kevin Na walk in putts. And then Grayson Murray piped in and said, Kevin Na walking in putts does not get old. And then he responded to the tweet with Kevin Na taking three minutes to putt them does get old. And that's when Na clapped back (laughs) with you missing the cut is getting old. Oh, and then even Mercy comes back. uh, Mercy Murray comes back and says, you know, Oh. Uh-huh, little man, you wouldn't even you wouldn't say that to my face. Funny thing is, words. Grayson Murray just came off missing the cut in the Bahamas for the Corn Ferry. This after this whole thing went down, <laughs> of course he did. So he's he's missing cuts on the Corn Ferry tour, and that's what's funny about this, and why even more deserving of the bitchy boy of the week. The motherfucker is not even on the tour right now, and he's talking shit about Kevin not taking long. And that's because he's watching from fucking home. Yeah. Like Kevin Na has five wins in four years, I think. Yeah, and know when to speak your your you know, that's fun if you want to kind of stir up controversy and be like, oh yeah. Or if you're a, like us. Yeah, a talking hey yeah. <laughs> Kevin Na sucks dick. He shot sixty one <laughs> on fucking Thursday. But like, you know, Grayson Murray, if if you want to be funny and be that Twitter guy that's also a professional golfer. You got to be careful what you fucking wish for because you can't say that watch, walking from uh, watching from your couch. I mean, Kevin Na is kind of a fucking nerd, but he buried the shit out of him. No, and he's had his demons off the course. Like, I think he had to take time off for anxiety and depression and stuff like that. Well, if you're suffering from anxiety, don't put yourself in a position to get dunked on by the nerdiest guy on tour. <laughs> well, I will say, like, I, we had talked about it the week before. You know, Na tried to walk one in. He he missed, which doesn't happen very often at all. But, you know, if, if, if you're going to say something like that and more or less degrade another tour player, a guy that, from what I understand, Kevin Na doesn't even really know, um, you know, you better be careful what you wish for because I think there's overwhelming support from the fellow guys on the PGA Tour that Kevin Na fucking owned his ass, and I don't think Grayson Murray has very many friends, and I don't know that he's trying to have friends the way he, you know, talks shit like that. So Grayson Murray, bet you by the week. There you go. Yeah, for those who don't know, there's been plenty of bitches, and it's definitely an award that gives away itself, and it definitely did this week. Yeah, it was nice to give away the first one of the year. All right, Johnny. Well, I guess the time has come to move it on out to Honolulu to recap the Sony Open, where Russell Henley, he was crushing the competition for about three and a half rounds, and then things started to unravel, and I'm sure started moving very quickly for the poor son of a bitch. He stopped making birdies altogether, and his playing partner, his playing partner Hideki Matsuyama, 
he hunted him down. He fired a bogey-free 63, which included a birdie on 18 to force a playoff where Hideki, armed with Srixon Japanese steel, pulled off some samurai shit, and he knocked a three-wood from 375 to about three feet. It wasn't 375. 275, <laughs> bitch. Knocked a three-wood from 275 to about three feet, and then, you know, Henley was just kind of fucking raking it around. He ended up making a six, so... Uh, he ended up making an eagle. Hideki did. He won the tournament. And Henley, I mean, may never be heard from again. So, words. What got them there, though, that was in the playoff. Hideki got on in two on the 18th hole, two-putted. Henley had about a 10-footer to win the tournament outright, and he just kind of eh. limp-dicked it. I mean, a little bit more pace, and we're that's a whole different story. And as I mentioned earlier, it didn't really matter for me because I had both motherfuckers that were playing in the final group. Oh, come on! <laughs> but the crazy thing, and here's a statistic that has come out uh, of players that held the, the league going into the final round in like the fucking a long time since the shot link era, as they call it. There's only been two other times where the person that was leading the tournament going to the final round shot 65 or better and lost. So believe it or not, Russell Henley shot, you know, if you remember correctly, the motherfucker caught fire. He finished uh, the front nine with birdie, birdie, eagle to shoot 29 on the front nine. And then bogey's 11 and just basically shoots one Pars in on the back. Um, can't do that here. And on 10, you know, it was a short par four. He had a chance to basically, Hideki had been basically going for the green every day. He had a, Hideki hits a great ball on that tee. And Henley lays up and makes four. And that's when the, the run started because he makes four, Hideki makes a birdie, and then Hideki birdies the par three 11th hole. And that was the one hole that um, Russell Henley bogeyed. So all of a sudden, he made up three shots on the first two holes on the back nine. And as they say, words, the rest is history. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, he won this tournament in 13, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and since then, I mean, he's had a good run. He hasn't won in a couple of years. Um, but, I mean, last year, remember, he was in the final group of the U.S. Open with Mackenzie Hughes, and they both kind of shit the bed. Um, he, he, he was a solo leader at another tournament on a Sunday and, and folded also. So. He, so I saw a quote that came out, and it was basically that he slept on a couple leads, and he didn't yeah, sleep he doesn't, very well. He doesn't like it. Yeah. Well, he started out, I mean, as you said, his front nine was incredible. And mm-hmm. then after after he saw looked up and saw he was playing with Hideki. So he went into the final round with a two-shot lead, and that built to five. Five-shot lead five with shot nine lead. holes to play, and squanders it somehow. And it's not like he shot 40, you know, four like Bryson did in the – on the back nine at the U.S. Open. But 36 at that course, the way it was playing that day, is pretty fucking awful. Yeah. Um, but I'll say words, uh, Hideki, as I predicted, dropped some bombs. He was number one in the field in putting. We talked First about time ever. Only, His best putting tournament he's ever had statistically. The only time. You son of a bitch. The only time we doubt him is because of his putter. That's the only soft spot of his game. He was... The reason why I went with him is because he was flagging shots the whole time the week before. And I swear to God, I thought it was Henley's tournament until he missed the putt on 18 to, to basically then go into a playoff. As you mentioned, the three wood, one of the best shots of the year by far. And it'll see it'll be interesting to see if anyone tops that shot. But, um, you know, Hideki does what we thought he couldn't do. He gets the putter going, number one in the field. He was going, in, going into the tournament, he ranked 205th in strokes gained putting. Did you see his stroke? He lowered his hands. He had that toe pointed up like Aoki, the old old school Japanese Aoki. And from what I understand, he kind of changes that almost too frequently, and that might be why he never is seemingly consistent. It always seems to be a positioning of his hands and, and how that differs. So maybe he found something. Uh, you know, you asked me, you said something about when I made the pick. You might... I mean, saving Hideki for maybe some bigger tournaments. All that matters is $1.35 million. (laughs) You pick a guy and he wins, is a good pick. Yes, that is true. And I did say last week, if he gets a hot putter, Hideki scares me. You were very scared, words. (laughs) (laughs) Going in, I I, I went back and listened last night just to that pick segment, and I could just hear the trembling in your voice. Well, I fucking love Hideki. He's my Strixon brother, and... And, I mean, the guy, is, he's had a crazy career already. He was number two in the world at 25. 
I have a, that was 2017, I think. He was number two in the world. And then he goes 93 events without a win. And now all of a sudden, starting with Augusta last April, he's got three in his last 18 starts. So I don't know what he went through. I mean, but he's obviously running right now. So words, I saw something pretty interesting, and it's most wins by players under the age of 30. Um, I'm sure you can guess the top two guys. JT Spieth. JT Spieth. Next is Hideki, and he is tied with Bryson, uh, both with eight. Eight, yeah. Um, and then you got Cantlay, Rom, who's 25, 26. He's going to reel off plenty more wins with six. Morikawa with five. So, I mean, Hideki is, that's that's pretty elite company. Does every player on that list have a major already? They're all going to be Hall of Famers, for the, sure. Patrick Cantlay is at, has six, and he's the only one that I'm looking at. There's a couple guys with four. He's that, got a FedEx Cup title. Yeah, there's a couple guys with four that don't have majors. Berger, Cam Smith, Xander. Yeah. Well, yeah, congratulations, John. Gee, I'm so happy for you. Well, words, I got to say, uh, obviously, Russell Henley, that's got to be a tough pill to swallow, finishing second, kind of letting it slip away from him. But your boy Kevin Kisner was right there in third, had a great final round, 64. Thank God. He was there, T3, with another one of your old favorites from last year, Seamus Powder. Seamus? <laughs> the Irishman. Right. Um, and then there was a couple guys, you know, Lucas Glover kind of been been a steady player the last year or so. He finished tied for fifth with Michael Thompson. He led the... Led the tournament in um, ball striking and approach. He just couldn't putt for shit. But, I mean, yeah, it's nice to see Lucas Glover kind of showing some life again. He kind of popped a little bit last season, too, around this time. So that's Sure. Good. Uh, there was a four-way tie kind of rounding out the top ten, T for seventh. And funny funny thing is, is Adam Svensson was one of those guys, the Canadian, who earlier in the week, last year's defending champion, Vegas Dave, had, had texted me. It's like, hey, Adam Svensson is not an option to pick this week. So I told him to, I told him to email our boy John Holen. Holen none. Holen none. Um, and he didn't do it. And I texted him. I was like, hey, I bet you wish you would have add, <laughs> added Svensson right about now, huh? So when you think outside the box on that kind of thing, these guys like Adam Svensson, I would have never thought to pick Adam Svensson, uh, but he finished his top 10. Uh, T7, along with my third pick, our boy Maverick Keith Mitchell, who had a great fucking weekend. He finished 65-63 um, to round out the tournament. So It was definitely looking like a 1-2-3 possibility, and then we would not be having a show this week. <laughs> it was funny. We had several people, again, uh, several people texting you know, the first thing that was so funny is C-Rob texted us. It was just us two. And he sends the eyeballs. And you kind of send back this, like, oblivious, like, yeah, I got two more. I t- talk about guys jointly. And it's just, like, words. He's talking about my picks. Uh. <laughs> I don't care. It's a good thing. It's a good thing you got control of that board, bud. Uh, but anyways, rounding out those guys, Matt Kuchar was right there. He kind of had a, I would say a down Sunday. 67 was not exactly low. That allowed him. Surprised he popped for the flights out there, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) yeah, surely his sponsors paid for him to have at least business class. Uh, You know, he wouldn't pay for shit. Words. I thought for a while there that you were going to just kill yourself because, uh, your boy, your boy, Ryan Palmer had a pretty good week. He yeah. he was should have been one of your boys taken in the my boy draft. Well, I mean, everyone knows. Come on, <laughs> he's your boy. Everyone, everyone knows he's my boy. Even though tag, I saw the tag. His name is this year's Amarillo, which is, I mean, it's got to be a reference to Palmer, right? Motherfucking Amarillo sky. <laughs> yes. Uh, have you ever been to Amarillo? I gotta think that. Maybe that is, or maybe it. Maybe we're just completely missing the mark on whatever the fuck that means. So who knows? Words. Who knows? It's a mystery. Um, other notables, though, words. Uh, the Canadian Corey Connors. He was a very popular pick. He was right outside the top ten. But words. What a great side it was for me to see How Tung Lee back in the mix. I mean, he was he was in the tournament in contention for so long. My boy, last year. He's been last year unknown. Last year, it was two years ago he was your boy. Last year, he was in a fucking mining camp or something. The, the Chinese <laughs> didn't let him come over or something. I don't know what the hell happened. I, I, and then they gave him some Granny Rex packs, and he's back. I fucking love his new look. I love the new look with the glasses. But, you know, he starts off with a fucking 63 on, on Thursday, 65 on uh, on Friday. But um, great to see how Tung Lee, unfortunate. From what I understand, you know, he was a sponsor's exemption. And 
apparently if your sponsor's exemption and you finish inside the top 10, that gets you into the tournament the next, next week. week yeah. He finishes in 12th, just basically one shot outside, or I guess technically it's two shots. Corey Connors was one shot ahead at 11. So he squandered it on the weekend, 68-69 compared to the 63-65. Yeah. So um, I got to think that that's a great sign for Tung, and you know – I love how Tung. I think he's in uh, some of the majors just for finishing third in the British a few years back, like you know four or five years ago. That gets him a little bit of a, a time. Is in he those in events. the field next week? Have you have you looked this week? He's Excuse not this me. week. He's not, he's not in. That's this surprising because this field is massive, like 153 people. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I he has no status on the PGA Tour, which is why he had the sponsors exemption. So. Um, the one other thing, the other one small pat on my backwards. Oh, please. Yeah, um, keep them coming. I, well, I mentioned uh, the, the kid, uh, Kita Nakajima, the, yes. the Japanese amateur. He, again, also squandered it on the weekend. He went in uh, T5 going into the weekend. So it was just kind of great the way things were setting up. If you obviously know, I was the, – the end of uh, the predictor that shows you what you're projected to finish at the end of each round on the fantasy page – you know, don't don't think I wasn't keeping my eye on that. Uh-huh. I was always in the mix, but after round two, I was T one. After round three, I was outright one, and then we all know I finished first. So, um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the point of that story. Uh, I just was gonna say uh, it was nice that I picked well, and then I also mentioned <laughs> Kita Nakajima, <laughs> and that's pretty much it, Bob. <laughs> New new league member Corbett was he was number one after uh, after Thursday. Would you get you a cup of coffee? Yeah, I think that uh, a, a new, another new league member Jeff Snowden was tied there as well, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, man, did you see the predictions?" And I'm like, "There's this a fantasy lot, shit's easy. A lot of golf to play, bub." <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you may as well run down the uh, top ten finishers. All right, well. words. So again, after my amazing first, no, second, who was number two? First, second, who was number and two? Top. Seven finish words two point three nine million dollars for me. That is that is the second most that the only time I won more money than that last year was the U.S. Open. Whenever I picked John Rahm in a much larger purse, that is almost one third of the entire purse that was paid. How out. long did you research that? Uh, at least fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so again, I won. Thank God, I'm number one right now, and. A very eclectic group of people behind some new guys to the league that I don't even know. So, you know, if you see us or you want to send us a DM, introduce yourself because we're proud of you guys for finishing in the top, you know, 10 here. Burger Bus, Andrew Newberger, he's in second place. He finished with 1.87 million just to edge out Eric Morris. Trees are 90% air, which that's kind of how I damn right. <laughs> that's baby. how I play too, bub. Um, and so those two guys are new to the league, finishing second and third. In fourth, a familiar face, one of our guys, a guy that I maybe need to go talk to one of these days, the Beta Soy Boys, Walk- <laughs> Walker Milligan. He he may give me a little text after that Kevin Nall stint. <laughs> may give me a little text after that trans talk too. Yeah, as he probably should. But in fifth, a guy who struggled last season but was our first guest picker on this show, Eddie Radosevich, El Pato's Army, which hopefully El Pato's doing okay in the can there in uh, Argentina. <laughs> I think he's still there. Oh, the real El Pato, yeah. Yes, yes. And then in sixth place, we've got the Onion Burger, spelled like Daniel Burger, which is great. That's Keller Flint, and i got to think he's related to our guy Ross. Uh, in seventh place... You've got Grip It and Rip It, J-Dub Fleming, one of our boys, a regular in the league. And then another newcomer to the league in eighth, Teeth Man, Andrew Gold, followed by in ninth by Blinken Never <laughs> Blinken Never Left, Andrew Connor at $1.4 million. And then there's a three-way tie for 10th. Four right, which is Cole Corson, our guy Grizzly Adams, a.k.a. Chauncey Venable from the Resonant Crew. Chauncey. Welcome to the top 10, Chauncey. And rounding out the tie for 10th, we got the former coach and legendary high school football coach, H. Hallball, Andy Bogert. So welcome to the top 10, boys. Coach. Um, coach, welcome to the show. Coach's daughter, Brooke, is still kicking my ass at F45. It's great. Yes, and her 30th birthday, I believe, was Monday or Tuesday. So happy birthday happy to birthday, you, Brooke. Brooke. Um, and Brett, yeah, she said that she gave you 10 free classes. We still haven't seen you in class there, Bob. <laughs> yeah, Come I, on, Coach Bogue. I saw Brett at her surprise birthday party Saturday night, and 
I think that we were both working out the uh, the twelve ounce dumbbells, you know, just drinking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, hey I, man, I'm doing the drinking I motion. You that. guys can't yeah. hear me. I love that joke. Sophomore year, high school. Yeah, well, words. You know, I'll give you credit. You're you're t seventy two. That's about what you finished last year. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> this microphone is getting ready to get broken over. Four hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars. I'll take words. it. I'll take it. Week yeah. one, we got thirty weeks left. Strap up, John. Hey, I am. I've I said this to my sister, uh, her and Zach, who Zach almost finished dead last, by the way, who finished in the top 10 last year uh, for the overall standings. Um, I said this to them. Either the pressure is completely off me now or it's fucking it's squarely. squarely right between <laughs> your squarely. stupid eyes. I already, already won once. What else do I have to do? You got 211 <laughs> guys gunning for your ass. Oh, man, I can hang on to this. I only have to hang on for another uh, nine months. This is actually a good <laughs> thing for me now because now if – Anyone in the league except you wins. It's a win for me. <laughs> well, as I mentioned also, we know that this game is a game of big swings. You, I, I came back on you a few years ago from like $5 million down. It, Shut this is the nothing. fuck up. <laughs> so the only other thing I will say is that I do have a $523,000 lead, so we'll see how long that lasts. It'll be interesting to see. So this game is about picking winners. And one for one. One for one. It's pretty fucking good. One for one, baby. All right, let's leave this tournament way behind us. Let's dig a deep hole and bury it. And I'll be mentioning this tournament at least once every show for the rest of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move it up to Palm Springs, babe. The PGA, uh, American Express, not the PGA. They're playing at PGA West. It's it's a three-course what swing? No, not swing. Yeah, they, they three course rotation, fifty four hole cut. It's a kind of a, a poor man's Pebble Beach pro am. Yes. Um, so they got two two pros playing with two you know jerk offs. Like, be like, hey, Je, we heard you won your fantasy golf league last week. Do you want to play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would fit right in, with Carlton. <laughs> yeah, me and Alfonso yeah, Ribeiro, Carlton, and who else? Like Sean Payton. He always plays. Bill Belichick plays. Who's the, the guy from, like, King of Queens? Oh, uh... Paul Blart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that motherfucker's name? I don't know. <laughs> Kevin you, James. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you and Kevin James and that crew. Oh, well. Uh, words, you know, this is my favorite time of the year because I like to throw out the fact that I have played the stadium course there at PJ West. It's fucking awesome. It's tough, but... You get dome-like conditions here at Palm Springs to where these motherfuckers, it is looking like it's shaping up like a very, very calm weather weekend, not much wind. They're going to go fucking low this week. Real low. That's what the typical scores are, and it's kind of like long shots um, a lot of times win this tournament. Um, let's see, Hudson Swafford, he won this as a long shot. The defending champion is Siwoo Kim. Of course, yeah, excuse me, my boy, Siwoo. Yeah, he kind of... He can, didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, he had won the players. Sure, but, you know, he hadn't won in a he while. He either won, wins or misses the cut horribly. Um, who else has won? Adam Long, he's won here, I think. Yeah, uh, Adam yeah, Long. Adam Long he was like a 500-1 to one yep, long shot yep. whenever he won. That would have been Duffner a fun Duffner famously ticket. had the shot off the Alcatraz, a 17th hole there, which I made like a, you know, a quote double bogey when I really made like a 12. <laughs> But yeah, Duffner's shot from the rocks on that hole was was amazing. Yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, they're playing La Quinta Mountain Course, which I played. It's fun. Um, PGA West, the Nicholas Course, and the Stadium Course. And I played the I played. I don't know which one I played there. Who gives a shit? Oh, the the Greg Norman Course, of course, the Great White Shark. Yes, of course, that's where I played. <laughs> yeah, you did. You take your picture of him with you? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. Words. So uh, I will say, John Rahm actually is is on that list of winners here. He got a win here early in his career, That's one of his right. first wins on tour. So he's actually in the field this year. He he withdrew or, uh, the week of last year, citing an injury. But really, I think he just he's like, I'm not fucking going on there. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck would I leave leave Scott Scottsdale and Kelly? Well, and here's the deal. Like you know, a lot of people are probably like, man, John Rahm. Maybe not a lot of guys take him. Well. 130 guys out of the 150 in the in the field this week can probably win this tournament, unlike the U.S. Open when there are probably like more like 20 guys who can win. So that's kind of where you may want to steer away from John Rahm this week. But, hey, if you take him and he wins, then you know who's dead wrong, this guy. Yeah. Bub. So, so, yeah, Bub. 
I will say words. Uh, it's definitely one of those things where you may or may not want to blow your load on one of these big guys because <laughs> <laughs> I know you love blowing your load on big guys. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Um, but all I'm saying is, you know, you've got John Rahm and Patrick Cantlay basically as the two outright favorites this week. And so, um, you know, I think that there's probably not a lot of value if you're taking bets on that. But, you know, those guys might also have something to say about whether or not they really give a fuck to be there and compete and really put the fucking pedal to the metal. John Rahm, to me, seems like more of the guy who kind of elevates his game in in the bigger tournaments when he could probably go through this thing more or less sleepwalking and really just kind of be there sure if i win that's great i probably don't even have to have my best to win yes um and can't lay it just doesn't seem like he cares he we'll see if he continues the fucking run he had the terminator so you know the one caveat to that to what we kind of both said there is this year the fedex cup points are different in that Every single tournament winner gets 500, which is huge for these guys because that's what they that's what they're playing for is the 10 million at the end of the year. Yep. Or no, it's like 15, 15 now. now. Yeah, excuse yeah. me, 15 million. So, with that being said, featured groups, featured groups, words. Let's so, um, they're kind of doing a little something different this year. Words. They're doing what's called the marquee group, which they're showing every shot from every player uh, from the two players in those marquee groups, and that's on the of course ESPN only the plus. One, but wait, they. I'm sorry. But that's only at one of the courses, right? Because two of the courses don't even have fucking cameras on them. I remember someone shot a 59 well, the, last year, and they had to like run some asshole out there with like a, a an iPhone. Well, here's the thing, words. Uh, they're just doing it, I think, because it's the three-day deal. So, like, there's one marquee group and two featured groups each day. Got it. So okay. that's just why it, it's it. stretched yeah. a little bit. So we've got quite a bit of guys to more or less – go over here so the marquee group for thursday you've got matthew wolf making his first start uh, of this season this part of the season and he's playing with former u.s open champion gary woodland nice i laid off wolf and you know i wanted to take him bad um especially because gankus has been out there with him they've been working together he's been posting a lot of um a lot of footage of Wolf and say he's just been killing the ball. He's coming off of a pretty lackluster year last year, and I think that he's hopefully got his head on straight and, like, really, you know, he can make birdies in bunches, which is what you're going to got to do at this course. With that being said, I think something like 12 out of the last 13 guys who've won this tournament have played in one of the two tournaments in Hawaii. The words, you're fucking nailing these stats that here. Like, last week you gave the, what, six out of the last seven had won? Seven out of eight. Now eight out of nine. And now eight out of nine. Um, so I stayed off Wolfie, even though I want that heroin back. Well, go ahead and pass me the fucking spoon. You're on Because you know I'm on that. Okay, I need that good. bag of H, baby. <laughs> I'm taking the Wolfman. Uh, and I believe good. what Yankus yes. said was he's hitting it as good as he's seen him hit it. Yeah, well, he's coaches like saying shit like that. Yeah, also. he's getting him pumped up. But I will say, he hasn't played. He didn't play in Hawaii, of course. But in the wraparound season in the fall, he made four starts. He finished second at the Shriners, T5 at Mayakoba. His worst start was tied for 17th. So the game is there, and this tournament is about making a lot of birdies. And this is a guy who can make a lot of birdies. Yes, he can make the big score here and there. But I like Matt Wolf this week because I like Matt Wolf to make as many birdies as possible put him up with anybody in the field when it comes to making birdies. He so. definitely scares me, not to mention the bounce back factor. So Yes. So I'm I'm on the Wolf man, baby. All right, cool. Bitch. Um obviously not on Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland also I'm looking for him to have a bounce back year. Um, he needs it. Yeah. I think he's like going off at 101 odds, which is nuts. I mean, that's kind of like god I don't I only gamble on the fantasy and DraftKings because it's just too fucking hard from Oklahoma because we're stupid. But well, <laughs> if you remember, that would be an interesting ticket for me. If you remember correctly, I put twenty five dollars on Jason Kokrak to win, and he finished dead last in Maui. My sister reminded me when I gave her twenty of the twenty five bucks I owed her because <laughs> I only yeah you're, uh, you're five short. I did yeah I didn't have a five on me. She was like, yeah, you actually made another bet last year with me that you never paid me for, and I was like, really, really, which one? <laughs> but yeah, so got to figure out. Um, I think I owe her like thirty bucks now, but whatever. She spent whole and none T-shirt money. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, okay, so words. The other two featured groups uh, for the Friday rounds. You've got Jimmy Walker playing with Pat and Kazire. Ask me why they're featured. I don't know. People know who they are. I think Patton may have won out here. He plays pretty well out here. Yeah, Bomber. He can spray it out here. I don't know. 
You know, I, I think you're, you might be right, except I, I think we're just confusing it because our uh, C-Rob's boy, HUD, actually got a win Hudson, out here yeah. back in 17. Yeah. And I think Pat, Patton gets confused for him a lot. So does Harris English, but uh, that's beside Harris the point. Harris and Hudson look like brothers. They do. They do, for sure. Um, but words other than that, the other featured group for Thursday, you've got Chuck Howell the third, Chucky Three Sticks, who was a very popular pick last week. He's playing with Taylor Gooch, who has a great track record here. Gooch! Yes, this is one of his the tournaments where he popped early. Um, I'm just savoring the flavor on Gucci right now. I'm with you there. I will say I switched off of him today. Yeah. I was on Taylor Gooch. He, again, for what it's worth, he's my alternate. We thought about playing the, the, the funny joke of me picking somebody really shitty that's not in the field and then just having my alternate be my real pick to see if anyone steals my pick since I won last week, remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Taylor Gooch, I, I think he finished top five here last year uh, or two years ago. Um, so who knows? I mean, obviously his fall season was as impressive as anybody's, so see if he can keep it going. We would certainly love that. Um, Friday, the marquee group, we got Jason, my mate, Jason, Jason Day, Day, and he's playing with another one of my, my old buddies, Rosie. It's me, Justin Rose. Rosie's kind of been lurking a little bit in the weeds. I mean, he's on the wrong side of 40, 41, 42. Um, but after that Hanma shit's kind of been put behind him, uh, he's popped in a few tournaments here and there, but you know, is he going to get the putter going? Yeah, um, and Jason Day with Leash, when they were partnered together, what was that, four or five? The QBE, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he looked great. And he's been, it seems like Day, you know, we gave Day a lot of shit, the whole, what, rather yeah. play Xbox Dash. with Dash. Bash the donut. I feel like he's been grinding. He's been working harder on his game. Of course, he did the, the fucking tour with, with Travis from PGA Memes recently, so he's still trying to be Mr. Cool. But I do think, hopefully, you know, I love... My mate, I'd love to see Day get back to where, I don't think he'll ever get back to number one in the world, but um, maybe he can get back contending to win tournaments like again. Top 50 but, maybe? Yeah, we'll see. Um, the next featured group, you got the guy who let it get away last week, Russell Henley, and he's playing with uh, fellow Georgia Bulldog, Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk has won here or had multiple top five, top three finishes didn't do much research in that regard, but yeah, I really wanted to jump on Henley because I, I don't think a lot of guys will be on him this week. You mentioned it, bounce back. But, I mean, god damn, that was such a heart a heartbreaker for him, and that was like the third time in a calendar month where he has led a huge, not a huge, but a, a significant Sunday lead just, you know, blow out of his hands. Mm-hmm. I think he's maybe a little down on himself, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I didn't want didn't to take the chance. Hey, at the end of the day, he still won eight hundred and fifteen thousand dollars last week, and he's in Palm Springs. So is that it, what second it paid there? It can't be that bad. God damn it! Yeah, you would know. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's exactly what it paid. Um, all right, words. So the next featured group, you got a guy who has had a really, really unbelievable career at this tournament. I don't believe he's finished outside of T twelve. One of our guys, you claimed him. We kind of left it up in the air, but he is apparently one of your guys, Sung J M. And he's playing with a guy who let you down last week, but has also had a great career here, Abraham Answer. I was going to do back-to-back Abe um, for the bounce back, but he's been, he putted shittily, my favorite word, shittily, <laughs> uh, two weeks in a row now. And he's pretty above average putter, so I'm going to kind of stay off of Abe for a little while. And I'm already doing this thing with Song Jay, like, I'm going to save him, I'm going to save him, I'm going to save him. I have no idea when I'm going to use him. Um, Today, after hearing that stat, it makes me wish I would have picked him, and I bet you did. I didn't pick. I didn't pick Sungjae. I didn't either. But you know, I picked Abe. Did you pick? I Abe? picked Abe. Okay, good. I'm glad Abe, I laid off him. Top top five last year, second place this year. I think this is a place where he's just excited to get to. Not the start he wanted in Hawaii. Why not bounce back big time this way? He's been he's been just chugging tequila with Mark Wahlberg lately. So hopefully Marky Mark's out there and they're just getting black out every night. That would help me. Well, even even back in nineteen or yeah nineteen when he was kind of first bursting onto the PJ Tour, he had a top twenty here. So he has played great here. I don't see why he couldn't. He does make a lot of birdies even for being a short knock. But uh, I just think it's you get this Palm Springs and maybe it's time to flip the script on this fucking season for old Abe Answer. All right, Abe. That's a solid pick, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the the next and final uh, kind of marquee group slash featured groups, you've got Phil Mickelson playing with a very intriguing Ricky Fowler looking to bounce back his career, basically. 
Yeah, I mean, I like I like Ricky, and we're we're both fans. Um, I don't know what to make of his game right now. He played okay. No, he didn't play well at all during the fall season. I don't think. He played all right. I think he had one, you know, he had one tournament where he was kind of in contention and he blew it. Yeah. So I, I won that one. Oh, sorry. Don't even look at that. It doesn't matter. I'm off Ricky. I'm fucking definitely off of Phil. And so that means one of those two guys will probably win. Well, uh, I will say, I swear to God, I can t- I considered taking Ricky very seriously. I mean, he's played great here, even in, in being as down as his game it has been the last few years for his standards. I mean, I think that his worst finish here, I think he was T12 here last year, even playing shitty, but um, it was the CJ Cup that he finished T3, T3 in yeah. the fall season. It was intriguing, but uh, I laid off both these guys, obviously not Phil. I mean, I'm surprised... Phil isn't over in Abu Dhabi this week. He's probably going to Saudi, I think, here next week, but or whenever the fuck that would be. Is but, it is it Abu Dhabi? I thought it was Saudi this week. It's not. I think it's Abu Dhabi this week. Um, big okay. tournament over there. Um, but it's actually a better field. You've got some serious, serious, serious heavy hitters in these final two featured groups. The first one being the second leading favorite, as we mentioned. Can he play the way he did last year and have another? unbelievable season Patrick Cantlay and he's playing with a guy who really needs to get that first win I don't think he needs it that bad but Scotty Scheffler Scotty and he played great here last year uh, he had a top five last year he didn't play in Hawaii which is why I'm not taking him um, and I just you'd have no idea where his game is he's got to kick the rust off a little bit um, he does need his first one I think if he doesn't get his first win this year it's going to be a little bit of well is this going to happen for the kid or not he played in the Ryder Cup team, though, didn't he? He beat John Rahm in singles at the Ryder Cup. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, so, yeah, you know, he's still so young, too. I mean, like, he, but he doesn't need to take the next step and get a win, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I think I think it's coming. I mean, I think if you ask anybody right yeah, now who the best player on tour without a win is, that now has become Scotty Scheffler. Okay. Name yeah. someone Name someone better that hasn't won. You yeah, can't. Good players win. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's only been on tour for like a year and a half, two years. I don't know. Whatever. He's great, uh, but I didn't pick him either. Uh, the final group words, the number one player in the world. You ask anybody on tour, you ask anybody that knows anything about golf, undisputed number one in the world, John Rahm. He's playing with Tony Finau. It's crazy to think that Rahm only had one win last year. Um, I still do the asterisks on that just because the memorial, he had that wrapped up, mm-hmm. unless he's Russell Henley and we don't know it. Yeah, he is the number one player in the world. Um, I, I did forget to mention the Tournament of Champions. He had to finish first or second to retain to to be sure that he retained his world number one ranking and that Morikawa wouldn't have taken over. And what, do you, what does he do? He finishes second. So There you go. Um, Angela. So does that mean <laughs> that's Sergio? Oh, Kelly. Yeah. Oh, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. Kelly. So does that mean you laid off Finau as well? I did. Okay. So words, we're through the featured groups. Um, I'm on Matthew Wolf, the the Iceman, Mr. Uh, Mr. <laughs> not Iceman, Mr. Heroin, and Abe Answer. And I don't believe you have named any of your picks yet. No. Okay. So why don't we get your first pick, Bub? It's probably one you're on, so I'll just get it out of the way. I'm going with the Irishman, Mr. Seamus Power. <laughs> yes, I love that. I'm not on him. Yes, okay. I love that. Um, he has... Trendy. He's trending in the right direction. And he has something like 13 top 25s in his last 27 events, something crazy. And he came off of a really good week in Hawaii. I think this course really sets up for him. He can he can putt the hell out of the ball. So hopefully Seamus, uh, I don't know. Why not, Words? 34-year-old Irishman. He's been playing the best golf he's of his 34? career. He's 34? Yeah, how about that? Wow. He's been playing the best golf of his career over the last, you know, 12 months easy. So um, not a bad pick coming off a of T3 there last week. So, um, all right. So Seamus Power, Words, uh, you want to even it out and give your second pick? Sure. I'll go with the South African Christian Bazudenhout. Ooh, wow. You're mixing it up, Words. I, am. I'm I love it. I'm trying to get the unique lineup and get some – Get some players in there. You got it, bud. A lot. You got it with those two picks. I mean, I can't see anybody pairing those two guys as well. Well, you should hear my third. Well, do you want me to go first or you you want to go? Because I'm worried about this one. Go. I'm going with a guy that looks 180 degrees different than he looked last year. And he's coming off a top five last week. I'm going with the newly lumberjack-looking bearded Michael Thompson. Oh, my God. Two-time PGA Tour winner. Are you on him as well? Yes. Okay, there you go. Hey, it's a good pick. 
It's a good pick. Michael Thompson played great. He loves it here. He's had a great track record here. Um, I didn't fucking recognize him when they showed him on TV. Um, but you know it's a good pick because I'm on him. <laughs> so no, that sucks. Now I'm fucked now. Never uh, mind. Fuck this league. I'm not in first anymore now so that I picked him. I'm impressed <laughs> that you're on him. I was yeah. like, there's no fucking way this jerk off's going to pick Michael. I'm on Michael Thompson. You know he was an Eagle Scout. They mentioned it on the tour broadcast. Oh, so was Smut. Yeah, now that I see this beard, I'm like, okay, Michael Thompson is not the dork I thought he was. He was probably shrooming <laughs> on those fucking campouts just like every other Eagle Scout I know. It's like, when was the first time you smoked weed, Michael Thompson? Oh, it was fucking 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every fucking Boy Scout, Eagle Scout that make it all the way to Eagle Scout. It's like, hey, bud psychedelics are you still doing those at 38 i think michael thompson's like 36 he's he's an older guy but uh yeah every every eagle scout i know likes drugs <laughs> how many eagle scouts do you know dumb fuck one yeah <laughs> no i don't know a couple there was a couple that <laughs> michael thompson is 36 so um yeah words he's an eagle scout and uh he's right at that 60 to 1 range also which is kind of been a popular range of winners in this tournament you want to talk about crazy words i have a bad feeling about michael thompson like i feel like he is gonna get more picks than we think he's gonna get i i do see him i think seamus will i i see michael thompson being up around like the 15 to 20 even potentially 25 picks this week that's nothing that is like well, considering hideki only had 21 last week i do think that's significant for michael fucking thompson well, we'll see. A lot of guys in the league, so yep. it's not going to we'll kill see. you. Hopefully not. I mean, hopefully these people are like, who the fuck is Michael Thompson? But shit, he sounds cool as fuck if he's doing drugs. All right, so that means Those are the shit picks. I'm on, I am on Matthew Wolf, uh, your heroine. I'm on Abe Answer, and we both are on Michael Thompson, and you're also mixing in Seamus Power. Seamus. And the South African Christian Bazudenhaud. So, uh, yeah. I, I like it, words, and thank God that's the first pick we've been on together this year. I, I didn't think we'd make it six golfers with only one of them being the same, but, you know. Well, it came really close to being two because obviously, I mean, Wolf, it was it was tough not going there. Sure. It, it almost was fucking three for three. Like, Abe, I, I won, yeah. I just said, so well, this is awful. It awful, is awful. Awful year. I don't like fantasy golf, and... You're a pain in the ass. <laughs> so I will say words. There is a guy that's in the field that we got to talk about before we move on from this. The, another South African guy, James Hart Duprea. Yes. A 6'10 monster um, on a sponsor's exemption. He plays full-time on the Sunshine Tour normally. Which is um, Australia and South Africa. Yeah, which is, I guess, now called the Australia-Asia Tour or something like that. It's like some combined word. But the dude at last year averaged... 373 yards off the tee. That is so ridiculous. And that makes Bryson look like a little bitch. They don't use shot link um, over there. So from what I understand, they use, you know, the two best drives of the day, basically. Um, which, you know, that's still long. It doesn't fucking, like, you can't sugarcoat. This guy can pump it over 400 yards for the most part. From what I heard, he has the same swing speed on, on the golf course as what Kyle Berkshire typically would have basically warming up so that is so insane um because you sent me that pic and i was like yeah this guy looks like he swings really hard I, there was no caption on it i was like yeah it looks like he swings really hard it looks like kind of a 6-4 dude it's like no he's 6-10 like that is insane i've ne- and he does not look like a 6-10 like lanky no, sean bradley type swing, in a golf swing. Club. he looks athletic as shit um so yeah i'm glad you brought that up what was his name again his name is James Hart Duprea. Ah, Duprea, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of so, course, Duprea. The other thing I heard, you know, it's like, oh yeah, well they play at altitude down there, and yeah. you know, sure. But if he's swinging Berkshire speed, yeah, no, I saw. So of course they're in the desert. The ball probably is going a little bit farther there too. You know, there's some mountains there in the Palm Springs area. But uh, I mean, I saw it was one of the shot monitors. It wasn't a track man, and I mean, the ball that I saw carried 370. So. Zoics. Yeah, this guy is must-watch TV. Hopefully, he doesn't play like complete shit. It'd be great. From what I understand, he's 26 years old. Uh, he's basically living off of his parents a little bit. So that it, a bad? It'd be nice to see if this guy could, you know, potentially be a nice little addition to being uh, getting more sponsors exemptions moving forward from here. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that'd be good if you got a, a top 10 finish, like you said. Play, play in Tory next week, which, by the way, Tory Pines. It is not a typical Thursday start. It's going to start Wednesday, so get those picks in Tuesday. We're going to do a show Tuesday night. God help us. Another thing, words. Another thing about the show. The show. You know, you and I are two guys that are trying to get something racing up the charts. <laughs> Last week, we achieved our highest ranking ever on the podcast rankings for golf. 71. Anybody who's listened to this show more than a year knows, you got to get us to number 69, baby. We just need a little bit more listeners to get there. Get the boys to number 69. That's what somebody wrote on a review on the iTunes chart. So, Oh, good. I was going <laughs> to mention, write a, write a review on iTunes. I think you can do that on Spotify now. Rate us. Let's fuck with those algorithms because <laughs> apparently that's really how you jump up the charts. You got something that's racing up the charts <laughs> besides my heart. Mr. Downtown. Well, yeah, so uh, again, listen. If, if you're in the league and you're not listening, you're missing out. You might have a chance to be a guest picker. We didn't have a guest picker this week because I fucking won. Uh, <laughs> namaste. Yeah. Go for two for two, baby. Oh, my God. You, he, you should see the shit eating ground. I'm going to win again. Stupid face right now. It's unbelievable. Yes. If I actually, I'm going to go ahead and put this declaration out here. We were on a text thread with Chapo earlier, and I said, if I pick back-to-back winners, I will suck my own dick live on the show next week. <laughs> I will not be here. <laughs> I won't really do that. He's doing a solo show. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm just joking. I won't do that. You grossed me out, and that is not an easy thing to do. It's my dick, dude. <laughs> it's not Gabe. It's my dick. Yeah. Come on. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Um. All right, Johnny. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's. Uh, how about everyone not pick so we can suck his dick next week? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Hey. Oh, by the way, one thing we need to talk about words. Uh, we do have somewhat of an established payout for the league. Yeah. Let's talk about that fucking money. So as it stands right now, again, we pulled about thirteen fifty to pay out the weekly um, skins winners, which the first fifty dollars again we was paid out. I won't say to who. Um, me, but <laughs> yeah, we, from there, we are going to pay out the top 15. If you finish in the top, basically 10, 10th place is going to pay 500 bucks, a hundred bucks for every spot outside of that ninth place, 250, eighth, 350, seventh, 500. The basically fifth place is going to get a thousand dollars. Fourth place, 1250, third place, 1500, 2000 for second place, and right now the winning prize, which will get 17% of the overall payout, is 3500 bucks. We still have some players that potentially might join. That's why this is not finalized just yet. And that is not segments. That is season-long. That is the overall season-long prizes. Each segment, we're going to pay out the top five players. Nice. First place will win 750 bucks. Second will win 500 Third will win 300 200 for fourth and 100 for fifth. So you've got something to play for every 10 tournaments, uh, one of them being an 11 tournament segment. The majors only prize, which is just a a combination of the money won for each major. All four. We're going to pay out the top three of that. First place will be 500, second place will be 350, and third place will be 250. But then we're going to pay out every individual major. We only have one winner. There ain't no ties in majors, but actually there can be sometimes. But we're only going to pay, and by that I mean in this, but we're only paying out the person who wins the major. We're going to give $500 to every major this year. So, And that will, we will not be paying the $50 skin that week. Yeah, those are not, those are excluded from the $50 skin. If you win the major, you're going to get $500. And keep in mind, there's obviously going to probably be a lot of people picking the same people in majors, so you might want to get cute and get a little unique there so you have a chance to win more of that money instead of potentially having to split it for a tie for first. Michael Thompson, get cute. <laughs> there you go. So, um, yeah, that that like I said, right now it's looking like the overall payout outside of the $50 weekly skins is a little over $20,000. So uh, it's a lot of money to be won out there where it's someone's getting arrested this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm J.E. and your words, and no one knows who we are. The feds don't know our real names. Well. (laughs) (laughs) And C-Rob is (laughs) C-Rob. So. All right, John English, what do you think? Should we wrap it up? (laughs) Cut that. Cut that shit. (laughs) Yes, words, we should. All right, well, that is all we got. Enjoy the golf this weekend. Get your picks in. 
Keep your head down. You can't drink like me. You can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh, my goodness. Party.